0: Get my video game. Yeah!
1: Alright, uh, I am joined by Matt Cap and Jonathan LePage of Labs Works, who are set to launch Astalon Tears of the Earth, a uh, very charming-looking uh, action RPG with a throwback vibe to it. We are just a couple weeks away from launch. How are you guys feeling at the moment? Is, um <laughs> How you, how's your blood pressure?
2: Oh man, uh, you know, I've been better, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Things are starting to like finish up and come together, and uh, like I'm, I'm taking responsibilities off my plate recently, so uh, it feels good.
0: Uh, it does, yeah.
1: So people are clear that was Matt speaking uh, Jonathan will be the second voice here uh, Jonathan has a lovely French accent as well so it's easier to <laughs> differentiate um, so, so we're clear Matt you are the uh, the co-founder of LabsWorks and uh, Jonathan what's your role at the studio?
0: Well I joined uh, at in LabsWorks uh, early 2018 so three years ago uh, so I'm, I'm the lead developer uh, on Ashton uh,
1: I'm not of the game. Gotcha. Uh, let's drill in a little bit with Astalon. This game looks beautiful. Um, I love the throwback NES style, which I think is kind of in vogue right now. Obviously, the you know, one of the, the big examples, and it's funny because it was the last guest that we had on the podcast, was uh, you know Yacht Club Games, which Shovel Knight has had so much success. Um, uh, but this is such a... It's such a classic look. Um, it reminds me of my very early childhood. I'm not that old, but I do remember these types of games. Um, I'm, I'm wondering why you decided to, to kind of go for this aesthetic. Um, what are the challenges of doing something that's sort of a throwback, but also has, you know, new technology being used to render it? Is it, is it easier than making a game? Is it harder because it is more constrained? Well,
2: I would say that it's easier... Uh, like you, if you, like, start a prototype of a game uh, in, like, an 8-bit aesthetic... Uh, it's it's pretty easy to just keep running with it, um, especially like being like one main artist on, on the project. Uh, like we did get help from other artists, but at first uh, it was it was just me. Um, so yeah, like it, it's just like easier to draw in an 8-bit style uh, with those limitations that, than it would be to draw like you know like hand-drawn animations or, or 3D, which it's really hard. <laughs> But yeah, like I, I don't know, it's a mixture of like it being easier to accomplish for one person, and also like something that I just really I, I like to do it, you know. Um, like for some reason, like eight style graphics uh, are really charming to me. Um, probably because I grew up playing those games, and yeah, like it's it's just uh, I, I'm drawn to that kind of thing. And there's a lot of people out there that feel the same way. Um, you know, of course, there's people that. It's like, uh, another one of these kind of games. Like, you know, t- take these off PlayStation. PlayStation's for 3D. And I'm like, well, too bad. We're here to stay.
1: <laughs> the person writing that is probably 10 and wasn't alive when the NES games were coming out. They're also wrong exactly. because these are selling quite well. Um, yeah. You kind of hit on it there, but what, what's the appeal of making a game in this style? Is it the nostalgia factor? Is it because, you know, like you said, it was just a, a smaller team so it's easier to do it as opposed to a full 3D game? Or are you just really a fan of this art style and these types of throwback games?
2: Well, I think, like, I'm more of a fan of, like, the Super NES era.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but that's,
2: it, it just, like, takes way longer <laughs> to develop that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, like, I guess it, it's a mixture of everything. It's the nostalgia, it's the, uh, the, e- the ease and comfort of, like, working in that kind of style. I've been, I've been doing it for a long time, so um, for me, it's... It, it just seems natural, um, especially for a game like this.
1: Uh. There, there's such an artistry to pixel art, I think, that almost gets lost on people. There, it's a, it's like its own medium, you know. I mean, it, it very clearly, it is its own medium, but I don't think it, it has that type of um, connotation to it. Uh, and I, I do think that there's a, a really simplistic beauty to it, and the amount of variety that you can have in pixel art is always astonishing to me. Um, obviously, we can do more. Colors than we could back uh, on the NES days, and there's a little bit more variety they can put in there. But still, it's it's it, through the limitation you can create such beauty in this. Um, Jonathan, I'm wondering for you: Are you also a fan of this art style? What was it like to work in it? Um, what what attracted you to this this project specifically? Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I'm definitely a fan of uh, NES games. Uh, I'm not too young anymore. Also, <laughs> um, I did play. Those games uh, back then, uh, when they came out, maybe that was my first uh, console. Actually, um, so it has a, it, like it really attracted, attracted me when I saw uh, what that was doing, um, and it was really interesting because it's not I, I really, what I really enjoy. In And matches them, the nostalgia of old games uh, and restrictions of colors and that with kind of a mod- modern uh, um, horror-themed uh, mm-hmm. aesthetic. And I, it really was it And actually, uh, what's really interesting uh, when we first started to work on the project, because we didn't know each other really well, um, the first thing, one of the first. Per- First things that Matt asked me was, uh, okay, so can we uh, make uh, our pixel art uh, display on the screen correctly? Uh, because it's it's it, technically it's an ongoing issue with uh, uh, modern games and modern engines. Mm. Uh, we, when we started the game uh, in 2018, there was that the whole phase of uh, pixel art game released and. Uh, when the game was made in Unity with Pixel Art, you could see it uh, being made in Unity and in, in a modern environment and a modern uh, engine. Um, and since we were working uh, with Unity at yeah, Bordeaux, um, for uh, we really, really worked hard uh, to make sure that the screen was pixel-perfect, mm-hmm. that each pixel were, would be represented on the screen correctly. and had Matt had this um, this need to to make the image feel like it, uh, like it was back then. So he wanted to have an uh, entire aliasing uh, generated generated by the by the engine. So by us by a shader uh, to make it look more like pixel art uh, on a CRT screen, almost. Uh, and it it was actually the first challenge, and I, I'm. Even questioning Matt about uh, him asking me to do that to make sure that we were correct for each other and for this
1: project. Um, Doing extra work to make it look older is fantastic. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I think it comes through. I mean, the, the game is beautiful. The it really is just like Ed said it's something you want to look at and it, it's it's just full and vibrant and beautiful uh, let's talk a little bit more about the modernity aspects of it um, the gameplay itself <clears throat> this game you have your choice of three different uh, characters heroes whatever you want to call them I suppose uh, with different abilities um, I how do you how do you land on you know the balance between the characters you have when do you decide that this is the approach that you want to take as opposed to just having one hero going through uh, I'm but just in a broad stroke, how did the gameplay come together for this game?
2: Hmm. Um. Well, the, the last game I worked on, um, it was called Castle in the Darkness, and it was uh, kind of the same, like stylistically, it was an eight-bit like retro exploration platformer uh, where you had one character to use. And uh, I don't know. After developing that, I just kind of felt that it would be cool to have to be able to switch it up and look at different sprites. That was, like, the main reason. Different sprites. That was the first thing I wanted to do is just have, like, three different looking characters.
1: More pixel art.
2: More pixel art, exactly. Make my job even more difficult. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, it, it just kind of, like, evolved on that. Uh, there was a prototype I made for Astalon, um, even before, like, John was in the picture. Uh, and at that point, it was kinda, it was more of, like, a, like a puzzle platformer mm-hmm. uh, where the, the three characters were, were like, they were kind of, like, like square like 16 by 16 pixel like really small on the screen and, and like you could like push blocks and stuff like that um, but I, I don't know I guess for some reason I'm partial to action games so <laughs> when when we started like this iteration of it uh, it became more of like what it is now uh, and we kind of just retained the three characters um, and then yeah like slowly over time their their abilities just kind of started branching and it just felt right to do
1: Aside from the art and the aesthetic, I think one of the other, you know, linchpins or touch points for that genre of games, or that generation of games really is probably the better word for it, was the difficulty of them. They were very difficult games, and games used to be a lot more challenging than they are now, though there still are obviously challenging games. I'm looking at you dead cells, which kicks my ass all the time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm wondering uh, how difficult is Astalon, and how do you... This must be difficult, and one of the the major challenges I would always think for any game developer is how difficult do you make your game?
2: Okay, so this is uh, this question is interesting. Um, my previous game was super difficult. I know, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, a lot of people on the internet complained about like one hit, like one hit death spikes and stuff like that. Um, I guess at the time, games like Super Meat Boy were super popular, mm-hmm. uh, so that was kind of what, what I wanted to do with that. Um, but in Astalon It's it's a lot more balanced I would say uh, It's more forgiving Depending on how So it's not a roguelike A roguelike I mm-hmm. um, figure I should mention that <laughs>
1: that's,
2: that's something that um, People are a little bit Unsure about um, But You kind of Like you can get uh, You resurrect oh, You play the demo I'm sure mm-hmm. um, When you resurrect You can improve your characters uh, So that goes a long way uh, In letting you get more Like more mileage on each life um, yeah and uh, things just get like kind of less difficult um, or, or they're difficult in a different way let's say uh, so there's no one hit deaths it's it just feels a lot more balanced and you can like you can just keep playing and as long as you can like uh, find something new each time you, you start a new life it feels like you're progressing um, so yeah I, I think it's less frustrating difficulty and more explore as much as you can
1: kind of thing. Yeah. I, I think, though, the buzzword, and I'm going to use the word itself to describe the word, is cheap. Cheap is a cheap way to describe cheapness in a game, but people right, tend right. to use it. And um, with the, the gameplay, I hate this cliche, but the gameplay loop, and you're getting a, um, a learning. You're learning as you're playing the game and feel like you're getting better as you're playing the game, which I imagine was by design. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Astalon is launching on a variety of platforms, which is very exciting. Um, this is such a pointed question, don't answer if you don't feel like it, but I'm always curious. What platform do you prefer playing the game on? Is that something that even goes through your mind? I, I feel like everyone has their own personal yeah. preference. Yeah,
0: Sega. Sega. <laughs> Sega. <laughs> uh, I, wish, I wish it was uh, compatible with older console mm. yeah. I know mine. I know my favorite. I I really like uh, the PC PC version uh, because it's smooth and it's uh, like it's almost uh, native. Uh, But my favorite is still the Nintendo Switch, I mean and the old Nintendo Switch all the way. Uh, It's that kind of game. Uh, uh, Plus, uh, like Matt said, uh, uh, it's a chill game.
1: Switch it is. That was definitive. I'm taking that as a definitive stance. Sorry to put words in your mouth. Uh, <laughs> uh, indie games have become... I don't want to say they've become popular, but they certainly are widespread now, and they're finally getting the support from the big players. You see tons of indie games on PS4, on Xbox, and now Nintendo Switch has an unbelievable variety of indie games, which I don't think anyone really expected Nintendo to lean this hard into indie games after being so reticent on it for a long time. Um what are your thoughts on the indie space as it stands currently, uh, and then I guess your your place in it as a newer studio, new newer, I say. I mean, it's been a couple of years.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's really. Uh, I guess there are more and more and more games every day, uh, so it, it it's hard to make your your room and to mm-hmm. uh, take a spot uh, in the the whole range of games that come out come out there. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, it's true that in when the switch came out, uh, I believe was uh, 2017, uh, Nintendo kind of uh, opened the uh, uh, released the indie game on the world and it was uh, really a uh, waterfall. Since there, are more, there is more room for indie developers and in game uh, making small games has become uh, manageable and valuable. Uh, we, we do see a lot of small games coming out uh, made by one, two, three, four people. Mm-hmm. And when you when you have a small team, uh, suddenly your budget uh, becomes doable because uh, uh, when the game comes out you don't have to reach uh, 1 million sales to be profitable. You can do it with, uh, let's say, 10,000 sales or 20,000 sales, and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, the, the market is kind of saturated uh, with in-game. Uh, but at the same time, uh, a lot, a lot of people can actually uh, do games and remain in the industry mm-hmm. thanks to, to all the consoles being open. Uh, and uh, be able to sell enough copies of each game to be able to sustain a living, and that's to me that uh, it feels great. Uh, it's really, really good that we are at that point. It is.
1: I think it's amazing. I think it's great for games. I think you're seeing more voices from all around the globe. You know, we joked about it before we started, but Matt, you're in Toronto. Jonathan, you're in France. I'm in Los Angeles. There's game makers all over the entire world, and everyone yeah. is playing each other's games. And the barrier to entry to making games is so much lower than what it used to be.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and, like, the big three, like Nintendo, Sony, and uh Microsoft—they really like offer some good support for indie developers these days. So, um, yeah, like if anybody is listening to this and thinking that they want to start making games, just do it. Yeah. Now, now is like a better time than than any other uh, to get into it. Uh, may, maybe a few years ago, it was easier to like make a name for yourself. Uh, now the floodgates are open and there are so many games. But, I mean, it's uh, it's totally like it's totally doable and supported. Uh, by everyone in the industry, so it's it's
1: cool. Yeah, that's nice to hear, and it's one thing that I'm... Everyone I talk to, I, I like to hit on things like that, that this is, a, this is a passionate industry driven by a lot of passionate people, and it's, in my opinion, the dominant form of art in our culture at the moment, so it's nice to see more people getting into it and knowing that they're able to get into it by hearing the voices, like you guys, who have yeah. done it. You're not some magical... Mystical people living on a mountaintop somewhere. You might be. I'm sorry. I don't want to make assumptions, but <laughs> uh, I can't let you go without asking you about the music in this game because it's stupendous, and I I just I want to praise it for starters, and then wonder if you have plans to release it, uh, and then ha- wondering how it came together as well.
2: Oh, okay. So uh, the music would would be all me. Um, uh, Thanks for the comments I, I i think that there's there's gonna be 34 tracks in the game wow uh, so yeah there's there's a lot uh, i think i think there's going to be something for everyone uh and in addition like yeah so for sure we're, we're gonna release it um, on day one when the game comes out uh the soundtrack's also going to be sold on steam it's going to be uh on all the like digital music platforms so like spotify apple music google play etc uh and in addition to the soundtrack uh, I'm releasing like a like a super arranged version of a selection of the soundtrack on all the, all the aforementioned services as well. So that's going to be 11 tracks of uh, like like certain tracks from the game uh, remade in like an orchestral rock arrangement. Yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, for the people that hate chip tunes, uh, or, <laughs> or even for the <laughs> people that hate the game, <laughs> they they might uh, really like to hear that. Um, it's uh, Look, I, I've worked on that alongside the game for the last couple years. Um, and yeah, I just I just finished it yesterday.
1: <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Gosh, right, coming right, me close.
0: Sounds great. Yeah. Sounds
1: great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, from what I've heard, it sounds amazing. And it's great to hear that it's being released uh, on its own. Because like you said, even if you don't like the game, maybe you'll just like the music. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Diversify your portfolio. Uh, Matt, Jonathan, thank you very much. I appreciate both of your time. Uh, especially considering that we're all on crazy different time zones at the moment. Uh, Astalon Tears of the Earth launches on June 3rd. It launches across PC, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and Nintendo Switch. If I'm missing anything, please jump in and let me know where people can find this. Uh, the game looks great. Uh, the little bit of i played of it, it was fantastic. I encourage people to play this, especially if you're a fan of these retro action RPGs. Thank you both so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Pat. Awesome.
0: Thank you for having us.
1: Thank you.